You record? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> dog, he's a uh, professional as fuck, dog. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the GFY podcast. And today we got a little treat for you before we get started. I want to say thank you guys for tuning in. I know in last episode, you guys were really digging the last episode. It was an old episode of the crew cast podcast a lot of people ask what happened to that podcast it basically just got merged with this one now we have d20 with us all the time and myself um but today again we have a very very special guest the one man the one myth the one legend kyr speedy how you doing what's up buddy how you doing, guys? I'm very happy to be here on the DBP. <laughs> he calls it whatever the hell he wants to. Uh, but I, I bet there's so many people out there that go through and try to find our podcast yeah, and call it the, the DBP. Deluxe Brothers podcast? <laughs> yeah, they're talking about <laughs> the Deluxe Brothers podcast. <laughs> um, time for but it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time since we uh, had Speedy on. We have had Speedy on before. Uh, in a group setting, but we never got to talk to Speedy one on one. And there's some questions that I don't even know about Speedy. I mean, we've we've known Uh-oh. each other for ten plus years, um, and we played with each other almost every single day in that ten year span. But there's some stuff like that I never thought to ask uh, Speedy from all the times that we have, or we talked about it and I forgot. So there's going to be a lot of bringing up stories and stuff on this one. So yeah. uh, again, appreciate you, Speedy, for coming on. And, of course, uh, I'm happy to be here on the GFY podcast. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. You got it right this time. Hell First yeah. try. First try. <laughs> so I want to start this off, uh, Speedy, uh, by talking about the very beginning of your gaming career. Because a lot of people are interested in like what games you started off with and uh, kind of where that got you to today. Like, where did you start off with? Were you a PC at the very beginning? Were you? Uh, a- are we going way back? Or are we yeah, talking, we're like, going back, back. By, Are we started like... Career wise, are we talking? No, like, we're just talking as a little before that. Yeah, yeah. Games, yeah. Grow, uh, okay. growing up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up with a brother who uh, was very like Nintendo oriented. He had a lot of like Nintendo games, so he would always be playing like uh, the Mario's and Donkey Kong Country trilogy and all those. Well, I shouldn't say trilogy now; they have more games, but like DKC one through three. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to play a ton of that. And my mom always enjoyed watching us, and so did my dad. So it was like a full fun family adventure. And then whenever my brother got like bored or went up to like shower or something like that, my mom and I would play the Donkey Kong Country games. So oh, I was cool. always like really big in the Nintendo. Um, and then uh, like I was always, like I was the biggest Nintendo fanboy, and that's why I still love like Super Mario Maker Two and uh, like Mario Kart and games like that. And I still play so many Nintendo titles and Animal Crossing because that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I, I guess fast forward a few years and. Uh, I'm in, I guess, college. Actually, no, I'm in high school or like middle school. I can't exactly remember what year Gears of War came out. But uh, I was at a sleepover and my friends had an Xbox that I went uh, to their house and they were playing some Gears of War. And I loved it. And uh, it, literally, I liked it enough that I went home and I, I asked my mom if I could if I could buy an Xbox. And she said I could. Um, not that really, she really had jurisdiction over whether or not I spent my own money, but I still asked her anyway because I'm a little bitch. Um, so I... <laughs> I bought a, I bought an Xbox and I devoted my entire life to Gears of War for like three years and I absolutely loved every second of it and I got really good at it and uh, had a lot of fun with it so that's how I got away from Nintendo and started getting into console stuff I guess yeah we were on some kind of I think ours are kind of parallel when you get to that like I felt like Gears of War was a game that really like broke through on Xbox where it was just it a just different felt- type. 
Yeah, it just yeah. felt like it was the next gen. Like it had like really good graphics, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just felt like I wasn't playing Nintendo games anymore. Yeah, and, and it was I don't really know if there was other games like it too. at the time. You didn't yeah. like it? No, I thought it was really gory at the time. Oh, I thought too. you said boring. I was like, oh, geez, no, bro. no, no, oh, like gory. Like, today. There was a lot of blood, and I was like, that's oh, absolutely. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's what people and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's jarring as uh, transition from playing Nintendo games into that as possible. And I mean, I had I had dabbled with some Xbox titles before, but never one that like got me that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also played a ton of Halo Three and like games like that. And I'm obviously Thanks. skipping a bunch of stuff because we don't have like 64 hours to talk about things today, but. Um, yeah, there's probably some leaps in the story here, but yeah, that's that's what got me away from Nintendo. And then uh, I guess MW2 came out. I, I don't know the exact timeline of how much later MW2 was after. Well, I guess I was playing a ton of COD 4 too. But like mm-hmm. MW2 is when like the YouTube thing started. I guess if that makes yeah. Sense. I, I I felt like in, in my timeline, I played Gears really quickly. Halo was uh got I was in between Halos. I was yeah, in, Halo in between was more M- the thing that got us to Xbox. Yeah, and so I memory. was in between Halos, I think. And then after the Halos, I'm pretty sure COD Four and all that was out during the Halo days. And then uh, Modern Warfare Two came out, and that's where we all like all the paths kind of came together at yeah. that point. So, um, yeah, I, I was with you on that. I, I got on the Xbox train, and I still am such an Xbox, like, hardcore guy. I will not buy a PlayStation. When I watched <laughs> the little PS5 thing the other day, I was not impressed at all. I, well, I can tell by the fact that you used the word games. little to precede it. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't like any of those games. Like, all those games were fucking weird to me, and I don't like single-player games anyways. The only yeah. single-player part of a game that I ever played was Halo 3. I went through and tried to get all the skulls from Halo 3, and that's literally yeah. it. I didn't, I'm never a single-player no, guy. I feel so. you there. I've never been a big single-player guy myself. I'm getting a little bit more into it recently, but like for the most part, I'm, I'm not really into single-player stuff. Yeah, I hate when they tell you where to go and what path to take. Like, oh, I don't feel yeah, like there's linear- really options. Well, it's weird. I mean, like, the middle of that, because, like, linear games, I find to be just absolutely boring because they tell you exactly where to go. And then when it's open-ended, I get mad because I don't know where to go. So I think I just can't be happy in a single-player game, I've realized, because I don't like either option, and most of them don't really do a good mix of both. So kind of screws it for me. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we're in the same uh, seat there. Um, When you got into the whole YouTube thing, who was like the people you watched at the very beginning? For me, it was like Blame Truth, a little bit of Hutch, uh, and those guys. I watched them do commentaries, and I was playing MW2 at the time, and I was like, you know, I'm pretty good. I could do that kind of thing. I think I can. You know, I was a little, you know, pompous asshole thinking I could do as good as them. I definitely wasn't as good as them, but I thought I could, and that's why I whole started the whole thing. But what what was it for you that made you want to jump in? Uh, It was mostly. Muzzafuzza, if you remember him. Yep. Um, that, that's pretty much the big one, it, it, honestly. Just mostly Muzza and his friend. I think it was Fuzza Muzza, which I don't think ever stuck with it. But, uh, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah, I think it was those two. And No one remembers just, them. Yeah. I, I didn't really resonate too much with like the Hutch and C-Nanners type just because it, it was like more so like just play the game and show your gameplay with commentary. Whereas yeah. Muzza was kind of doing some stuff that was like sort of not what we did with the like comedy and trolling type things, but it was just not as much like standard, like here's my 24 and four on scrapyard and yeah. commentary. Muzzle wasn't on that. And I liked that he was like forging his own path. And I kind of wanted to do that as in my own direction as well. Yeah. I felt like, uh, 
I felt the same. Like after I got into the scene, I think that got me into the scene. But then I started to watch uh, more and more. I kind of wanted to do like you said. I wanted to forge my own path. And I found when uh, playing with a group of uh, you know of gamers that were actually making content at the time, they were all still doing that. They were all trying to get the thirty and ones, the new. Yeah, it's all they cared about. Yeah, and Everyone, they were try hard. Like, it was so hard to find gamers that didn't want to do that. Like all of it was like, "Hey guys, can you run some UAVs? I'm trying to get a gameplay here for a commentary." Yeah, exactly. That's it's exactly like, what bro. it was. And that mattered so much to people back in the day. If you had a 31 and one gameplay to do your commentary on, like the commentary wouldn't even be about the game. You would literally just be talking about something else, but the gameplay had to be good in the background. That's all yeah, people cared about. That was huge for them because, well, to be honest, half the comments would comment on your gameplay yep. and not care what you said in the game. And yeah, so exactly. it was that 50-50 mix that a lot of people were going for. Um, but when I started to do comedy stuff, I kind of did it as a crutch. I did it to because no one else was doing it, and I wasn't as good as the friends that I was playing with. Like, I would be in the top three, but I wouldn't be in the top two all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was always a thing for me. And then when I started to do comedy stuff, I found that there was nobody in the space at all. There was literally no no one. one. And the people that were doing it sucked at it. Yeah, and I remember (laughs) we had a mutual friend that we played with um, that introduced me to you. And when we did that, he literally said, hey, I want you to meet this KYR Speedy guy. Um, he has some friends that he plays with, but he's going to play with us tonight. He he likes that you make comedy videos because he does it too. And I was so intrigued because you did comedy videos. Because we played with a lot of people at the time that were content creators, but it yeah. was always try-hard guys. They were always trying to impress each other over gameplays, and exactly. we talked nothing but about the game. We didn't talk about stupid shit. And when I started playing with you... Then we started talking about stupid shit. So that was yeah. kind of the cool difference. Yeah, It was, it was fun because it went from like having a group where you have to like run UAVs and make sure there's no fun. It's just like just win, win, win. And it turned in from that to, hey, let's get six people, line us up in a corner and see if we can get a six-person ninja defuse. Right. And like that's just where it evolved into us having like – and we were like, wow, this is – 3,000 times more fun than being with those guys. Yeah, yeah and fun. less stressful. <laughs> like, if, yeah. Yeah, if you're having fun playing the game rather than, like, yeah. being stressed out, like, oh, I got to protect my streaks and, like, all this kind of stuff. Like, it's like I got to, yeah. you know, get a whatever, you know. Yeah, being one away from a nuke could take you all day to do that, and then you don't get it, and then you're just, you're done. You don't want to play anymore. Yeah, with exactly. us, we could get clipped after clip of jumping in a well and everything would be okay. So we would get definitely great content from that and go from there. Um, I remember also, Speedy, when we played, um, we we were actually, because we started to play and add guys to our group, and I, I feel like when me and you started playing with each other, we started playing with each other on and off a little bit. Like you would play with oh, me yeah. every other night and maybe Well, it not to make it weird, but it was kind of relationship-like in which like when you first start dating a girl, you don't hang out with her every single day. You know what I right. mean? And it was like yeah. that with us where it's like, you know, we'll, we'll invite them like once every four days. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you find out, hey, we really vibe together. And then it turns into once every two days. And then, as you can see, it turned into every single night for 10 straight years. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I, me and you have a, a similar path too. I feel like I had D twenty at the time as my like go to right man, but he was not on all the time. He would yeah, that's disappear like, for we weeks. Yeah, we wouldn't even be on, like we wouldn't even be on. Yeah, it would just night. be whenever you time. Be like, oh, you know, is he going to be on tonight? Like, oh, I don't know, who knows? You know, kind of thing. It's just yeah. like, oh, let's see who shows up today, kind of thing. 
Yeah, because we had no really, um, we had no communication at the time. There wasn't really anything you could really do. You could send messages on YouTube, and I think that was what most of us were doing at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, there was no really Twitterverse. Uh, there was like no Xbox anything. Messages. Yeah, Twitter was yeah, just Xbox messages, around yeah. MW2. Yeah, and, Xbox and most messages. people weren't using it. <laughs> Um, and so, but you had a guy named Skeezy. Can you tell us a little bit of back, background about Skeezy? Because not a lot of people know about Skeezy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was my uh, best friend growing up. And uh, we met around like ninth grade, I believe. We worked at the same uh, same store. And uh, I still remember the first time we were like just coworkers. And I thought this was so funny in retrospect. Like I'm obviously pretty introverted and don't like hanging out with people or whatever. And I thought this was funny because we had the same shift together. We knew each other from school, but we never really talked. And I remember he came up and asked me, he's like, hey, man, you want to, like, hang out later or something? And, like, I made up an excuse because I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and then uh, he was, like, somewhat persistent and asked me again the next day. And uh, we decided. And I'm like, I-, I couldn't think of an excuse. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I got to hang out with this kid. <laughs> um, and we hung out and just fucking kicked it off. We had, like, a great time. I can't remember what we did. Probably played video games or something. Um, but we really enjoyed playing video games together and we worked together and just had like a blast being like just best friends. And it came to the point that like, you know, you just like the typical like bro sleepovers and everything, just playing games all night long and going to bed and waking up and playing games in the morning, calling out of work to play more games, um, stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we used to just play Borderlands and we both really got into MW2 um, and we were playing a ton of that and we would uh, record ourselves doing like commentaries over the game and stuff. Um, and those kind of got like a little steam. And then from that, um, he kind of, I, I don't know exactly. He just didn't have as much interest in it at that point. And I continued to pursue it. Whereas he like focused more on like college and stuff like that. Um, so I continued pursuing that. And then I, I guess we can translate into like how I moved from skeezy to you guys. Is, is that Yeah. Cool? Cause that's, that's what I'm getting at because at the time we, I had, when I met you, you were still friends with skeezy and I yeah. was like, I would. I don't know if you I ever met him, you. though, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's what I'm getting okay, to. Okay, I so, didn't know if you did. Yeah, so when we first started playing, I well, I would invite you, and you're like, "Hey, do you mind if we bring Skeezy along?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And so I always assumed when you came, you guys were a package because your names were alike, and you guys yeah. were a package. And yeah, I've everybody felt that D20 was going to come with me because our names were alike, and that was kind of the thing. But then D20 kind of stepped away and didn't really make commentary or. Or do it. He didn't upload for so didn't long. He talk. didn't start uploading to the crew. Yeah, yeah. he didn't even yeah. talk. And then started, you I had kind of like sidearms. Like I didn't start uploading until you guys were like, you really need to just start uploading your your own stuff or whatever. And so that's yeah. why I got into it. I was more just kind of along for the ride. Like I enjoyed helping you guys make videos or doing whatever, you know. But it didn't really matter to me at that time. Yeah. And then um, once we got you know D twenty and then everybody involved, that that came to a bigger animal, but. Uh, Skeezy kind of left you and then D20 wasn't around for me and so we kind of I felt like we used each other to start this little group of I mean that group kind of it morphed a lot like we had so many different I can call out a hundred different names oh yeah people I, that I can legit name the 20-30 people that were like a part of our group at some point like like not really a part of a group but like in and out and some people more than others but yeah but I remember um, I guess it was just timeline-wise, it would be 2009 moving into 2010. And uh, it was that summer, I believe. And uh, I remember telling... I was hanging out at a theme park with Skeezy. And I'm like, hey, man, this this random YouTuber messaged me. Um, I won't name drop or anything. I don't know if he's still around or cares. But uh, he, he messaged me. He's like, hey, man, we're doing an open lobby tonight. Um, we have some big YouTubers coming. Um, I'd love to have you and Jehovah there. And I'm like, who fucks this guy? So I look up this, this Hova dude, and he has like... 1,000 subscribers, and I think I have like 2,000 at the time. 
So I'm like, holy fuck, this guy's massive. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I tell, I remember vividly sitting down at like a uh, one of those uh, food places at this theme park and telling Skeezy about it. I'm like, you want to come to this night? He's like, no, that sounds stupid. Um, <laughs> he didn't use the word stupid. And then I, <laughs> he used the word to start with G. And uh, right. I'm like, yeah, he's like, that sounds great. Um, so I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to do that tonight. Um, I'll tell you how it goes. And uh, I, I don't think I really ever gamed much with Skeezy after that. Because I think uh, the problem is um, me and Hova kicked it off so much at that point um, that Hova and I like really played a lot together. And uh, it's funny because literally after that night, we had never talked to that that guy who invited us to that open lobby, we had never, we had never talked to him again. Like he like built our friendship and we just never talked to him again. Like we just honestly kind of like both agreed, like um, we didn't really fit well with him uh, because he was more like the commentary gameplay kind of guy. And then yeah. uh, now I don't exactly remember how this translated into meeting UD four, but I believe it was through the guy that remixed me yeah, and then was. introduced um, you and me together. Correct. So then that, that creates this whole scenario in which um, the first time we play, um, once again, we have these other people in our group. So it's like me, Hova, and like six or seven other people, including Shadow Beats, like that we don't know like where we fall into order-wise with your group because your group was bigger than most of us at the time, I believe. Yeah, you I had 5,000 subs at the time. Yeah, you had 5,000. Some of the guys you were playing with had like seven or 8,000, 9,000 yeah, Gold Glove had 10. Six Winner had 16. Um, yeah. And then there was some bigger Duncan's guys like Team Martin that was taken off, and Bendro and Duncus yeah. and all those were taken off. Yeah, go ahead. So I remember like uh, it was you and the guy that introduced us already in that lobby, and then um, obviously Hovo's coming with me. So you guys invited us, and I remember like sitting in these Xbox Live party chats with like eight people or whatever the max was, and we're like, "Hey guys, we're going to this group. Um, I don't know how many spots are in there, but we'll invite as many people as we can." Um, and, and like, even though like it wasn't said, there was kind of like a pecking order in the group that like, I guess certain people knew who was going to come. Like shadow was like the third person. Um, and, and we would join the lobby and we quickly saw the first time we joined, there was only spot for Hova and I, and, uh, I remember like sending the messages like shit, sorry guys, it's full. Um, and we would just play and uh, record stuff. So I always felt bad cause we never got to bring those guys with us. But. Yeah. Obviously, was, we would still play with them every single night. And then there was nights in the, in the future after that that, like, it would be just UD4 joining our five guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't remember uh, joining a lot of lobbies. Um, like, there was, like, a, a time where I was getting on and we didn't know who the hell we were playing with. or Because that guy that introduced us, he would have a new, like, content creator. And after a while... That guy ended up getting drunk a lot and ended up putting down everybody that joined our lobby that wasn't good enough. So on my side, we had uh, I was in a lobby with him and we had sidearms join us one night. That whole story, a lot of people already know. He he kept following me and I uh, accepted him as a friend. He had G18 with him. And when we invited side to come play with us, uh, your friendship with Hova was and Shadow were starting over there. And so we had our group over here. Yeah. And then they kind of merged together, but we had all these people joining us from time to time that we didn't know who they were and when they were going to be on because, again, D20 wasn't getting on that much. Shadow was not all the time around. There were nights where yeah. Hova wasn't all the way around. Sometimes we'd just have you. Sometimes we'd just have you know me join you, whatever. And so it was, it was just a mixed bag. And then it was just the people that stuck. It was the people that 
became oh, friends it, because at this time nobody could make a damn dollar off of YouTube. That wasn't a thing. I remember yeah, so this is like two or three years without a single penny coming in. So you have people like it's not like these kids, uh, these guys that were in our group, like uh, there was any like turmoil or anything. A lot of them just thought I should probably get a job. Like, yeah, this is a waste of time. And then a lot of them are like, hey, I'm going to college in another state. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like, yeah. I remember being in a Call of Duty lobby about this time, and I got in with, um, I think I ended up playing, ooh, I, don't, I don't remember the date, time, whatever was going on. Well, I was in an Xbox lobby, and it was weird because you would have content creators that would say, hey, let's play, and then invite you to a party, but there was already other Xbox, uh, or it was Xbox at the time, there were already content creators in there. So one night I got into a lobby, and there was this big content creator, and then there was x in there, and they were talking, and they were talking like I wasn't even fucking there. They just kept <laughs> talking. They didn't say hi to me, but I got invited, and, and I sat there and listened. I talked. I listened to x talk about how he was going to add people on Xbox Live and charge them $5 to stay on his friends list, because back then, the friends list was yeah, the status symbol. Like, hey, can I be your yeah. friend? Like, I'm um, friends list full. Yeah, dude. Um, that was the thing. So, like, there was no way to verify if you were you because no one was streaming back then. So you couldn't like just go to their Twitch page to see if they were live at the time. And there was no way to like prove that people were who they were, except mm-hmm. for the fact that you can only have one person with that username. So if you knew the name, you probably write. But people would look at my friends list and be like, "Oh, well, there's Phase Banks and there's Jehovah and there's D Four. Oh my, oh my God, oh my God, X Jaws. That's him. That's him." It, like every single lobby and it was hilarious because like people would just like read off the names in your friends list like to verify you yeah that was the only thing that was, was kind of cool yeah. though yeah. it was you had to have clout so my friends list if you go back on xbox i have everyone still added i have not deleted anybody and probably most of y'all the same way and so oh, no i saw it the other day in a video it showed up when i was playing that dungeons game and everyone was like laughing because of the, all the names they saw <laughs> that's pretty funny um but yeah that was that was the thing back then uh and everybody was like all geeked up for it but i i remember meeting some of my idols um kind of going through the system like i met c Danners for the first time and that was big to me because i i absolutely love c Danners. when he switched yeah. over from call of duty because he was the first person i remember doing face cam on a video he did a face cam and he had like a menu on the right side and then when he made up a, a talking point it would highlight and i was like oh my god no one's getting better than this this is the best shit i've ever seen in my life so yeah. he had a face cam and then i remember him going to minecraft and that's when minecraft exploded i felt like his video did more for the minecraft community than ever was minecraft gonna blow up anyways yes but his got it started so quickly yeah, it was i watched that video Anders that started everything for minecraft in, in terms of like youtube popularity it would have blown up anyway but those were the yeah. two that led the front in my opinion it was x and dean Anders. Yeah, and that's what got me like on Minecraft in the first place, and I was so pumped about it and excited about it. Um, and then I just remember meeting people from time to time. I ended up meeting Blame Truth, playing Red Dead Redemption with him, and I was like, I cannot believe I'm fucking playing with the guy that I wanted to start off with. And <laughs> we get a lot of people uh, that say that stuff about us and lobbies and things, and, and I can we can all relate because we've all been there before. Um, yeah. It is weird being on the flip-flop on a lot of that stuff. Uh, I guess we're like old school um, content creators now being in the game for 10 years. And, and a lot of people, we know a lot of the background on a lot of people. We know where a lot of the origins come from for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool to to know that and to be here at the beginning. I will say, like, I know that what we did at the very beginning was was different and groundbreaking for what we were doing at the content. The, the whole... 
uh, scene was not saturated like it is now. It is so much oh, saturation crazy with it. Now, dude. It was nuts. I, you know, it's kind of like I don't know how to compare it. It's kind of like comparing when um, early st- start of America when there was a lot of inventions made and like the car came out and then assembly line things like that, like groundbreaking things. Like I felt like the younger group that we had. They were a lot of groundbreakers. Like there was a lot of people that were doing things that had never been done. And I still see a lot of people doing the same stuff that we did back then, just putting a different name on it or throwing a different color paint on it. Um, yeah, exactly. But I, I do, I don't see, and maybe because I'm out of the loop a little bit, but there was a time probably like two to three years ago where I saw a big resurgence in YouTubers come through the game. And I was like, I didn't know who that guy was, but he's fucking big. And that's cool. He has really good content. Nowadays, in the last year or so, I don't see any new content creators where I'm like, golly, they're just killing it. Or there's, they're just doing something that's different. I, I don't see a lot of new YouTubers that aren't doing boring shit like um blogs or or things like that i don't i don't know yeah i I just don't i don't see any new groundbreaking guys i guess like you could say there are some here and there but i don't know i don't i don't feel like there's a lot of people that are just killing the game right now um and everybody now i don't know it's just because we're more in the scene now for twitch but it seems like everyone wants to be a streamer now and where it used to be more of a youtube now it's more of a streamer, I feel, but maybe I'm just stupid. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where y'all I mean, feel on that. The problem is YouTube pushed away a lot of its creators with what they've done. And uh, I, I don't know. I think just people – it's also like a less depressing type of environment to be on Twitch. Because I notice when I stream, like, you're hanging out with people. Even though it's not personal and you're not, like, seeing each other, it still feels personal because you're talking to them, right? Right. Whereas, like, when you make a YouTube video, you literally just sit in front of your computer, grind away for eight hours. Um, you may not even get the content you want, and then you may, then you sit there and edit it for four or five hours, and then you post it on YouTube, and you finally get that feedback. So it's just like kind of like a hellhole of a depression session while you're trying to make this video, especially if things go wrong, and uh, it's just not as fun as what it used to once be. And Can it's you just talk really about sad. that? Speedy, can you talk about when you were going through that really big growth spurt when we would get on as a group oh, and we record and then what your daily uh like what your daily life was like? Yeah, it was I think miserable. Two, days, two days ago, I think I tried to explain it to somebody because they talked about it and I brought it up in my stream and I tried to talk about it, but I, I'm not on your side of it. Like, can you tell us what you would do on a daily basis? Yeah, so just to preface it, like people assume since my channel was doing better and I was getting more views in 2013 that I was happier than I am now. And I'm like 6,000 times happier now than I was then. Because legit, like I said earlier, it's just a straight depression session. And that's because certain people in our group weren't able to get on at better times, right? So that means no matter what, we would start playing every night at 10 o'clock at my time zone, right? 10 p.m. So then we would play till what? 1, 1 a.m. or something? Maybe 2 maybe. a.m.? Yeah, maybe. So there's there's your four hours of gameplay, right? And then I would spend the next five or six hours editing that up, uh, subtitling every single word, adding music, and doing all that stuff to make these videos. Um, and then, that was, then Minecraft got involved too, so then you're adding the Minecraft editing and the Minecraft recording in that as well. Um, so it's just a full-on slavery job for like just slaving away at your computer from 10 to eight in the morning and then going to bed, waking up at four, um, uploading that video, um, and then managing all the comments and your emails and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock again and you repeat the cycle every single day. 
Um, and I uploaded every single day. So for five or six years, I did that every single day and didn't miss a single uh, session or anything. Cause yeah, I, just, I remember there was a time where you were like, hey, I'm going to take my first day off in like two years to not do anything tonight. <laughs> and and uh, so yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Get back <laughs> no, to work, no, no. you fucking elf. <laughs> but uh, I remember those times, Speedy. And here's the thing. I felt like as much as we did back then with the funny moments, and I felt like that was great. Uh, I think tags really boosted us as a crew and help us get because the funny moments we could tag yeah. it and we were at the top of everything. But I felt like the thing that bust made us bust through the scene and go to the very top of YouTube was that you worked so hard in the editing and no one could catch you because every video you looked at, if you looked at another video from another content creator, they were still stuck in the mud where I can do a commentary over 30 and two game and yeah. almost get a nuke. And you were putting out edited uh, footage that was really quick, really easy, but you would spend so much time. And can I mention also every video at this time was around two to three minutes. This is, this was not 10 minutes. So think about how much editing would go into a four to six hour session of editing for a two to three minute video it's yeah. it's un, it's unheard of. So he would put every single second um, into his uh, Vegas and just absolutely just edit the shit out of it. And, and when he put that like out, all four hours, <laughs> just you like knew down you time knew. stamps and stuff. Yeah, on a notepad. You and know? you knew you knew back then that Speedy's content was going to be quality before the video even came out. And we were doing new things at the time. I think when when you popularized the. Um, uh, whole Ninja Diffuse movement, and we were just saying dumb stuff, and some of our catchphrases started catching on and doing dumb stuff, and then Minecraft ended up exploding, and then GTA exploded off of it, and people really got to see you in a larger scale that weren't uh, Yeah, that's really to- helped. The GTA 5 booms what blew up my channel from 300,000 vid- views per video to like 1 million overnight. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember the cow video coming out, and you were like, hey, I this video is doing like the best it's ever done i remember having this conversation yeah. and you're like but the I, annoying I, I gotta part, go I was, put some more in that was still a 301 days though you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. so i didn't know how well that video was done so i post my first gta video right and if you guys don't remember oh, some yeah. of the new school people might not know this but youtube videos used to view lock between 301 and 333 or something like that so your video would get 330 views and it would just cut off you analytics you had no other real-time analytics or anything to see your video from so, like, I post this video, and I could tell it was getting more likes and stuff than normal. But I just assumed, you know, that's the first episode of this game. Like, that's typically what's going to happen. And uh, my video refreshes, like, 12 hours later, it finally updates the views. And, like, typically my videos would maybe get, like, 110,000 views in that period, right? This thing pops and shows 1.1 million views. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, dude. Things are about to change. But yeah, I remember like asking you, I'm like, hey, man, do you mind if I get off early? I need to edit this next one. Because this was a weird time for us because when GTA V launched, it didn't launch with multiplayer for the first two weeks. Correct. So I was simply, my first GTA videos were only single players when, uh, videos when most of our dynamic was a group. I did a bunch of single player videos back then too, like just talking to people like on COD and stuff. But this was like, a weird time for us because it was like probably two weeks where we didn't talk much. It was probably like one yeah. of the biggest two week periods where we just didn't have any friendship. Um, but it was also really the weird. two that we grew the fastest in that two week yeah. period than we ever have. And uh, once again, there's still at this point is not many chances to talk to each other. Oh, well, I guess are we on or we're, we're on Skype at that point, right? Yeah. I, uh, I want to say we just started Skype at that point. 
Yeah, I think. But GTA I don't. 4, GTA Five was still on console at that point. point. Remember? Yeah, but we were recording on Skype because you were recording your voice, and that's where we started recording our voices. Because yeah, when, what, by the way, can I preface this too? When Speedy's first started editing all these videos, there was no Speedy audio at all. It was all our audio, no Speedy, and so he might introduce yeah. a clip, but or put something over it but at the time there was no audio from him we didn't start recording videos with audio until later and so this is we i think i'm pretty sure we're in skype at this point because that's when the draw my thing and all that came out after that because yeah. we were in skype during that and then we went to team speak and then we went to discord yeah i think we were using skype for our minecraft stuff at least yeah, but maybe not. I, we weren't PC that yet. Th- I don't know. Who cares about the timeline? Regardless, though, it was a weird two weeks because we legit just couldn't talk. To, we, we were hardly talking to each other. We weren't playing COD, and then uh, I was so happy when they finally opened up multiplayer and like all six, oh, like yeah. six or seven of us were just running around, driving on cars, hitting each other. Um, I think that first episode was when we found out the cars show like real time damage, but are still drivable. So we had like six people loaded up in that car, but like our heads were glitching out of it and stuff. We were just having the time of our life uh, playing GTA for like every single night for like three or four years and also playing COD too, but mostly GTA. Um, And it really fucking did well on our channel and it was a lot of fun. But I remember being intimidated by the view counts because like, I don't know. I mean, even though like a lot of people would say I was very good at editing and subtitles and all that stuff and the animation of them. Um, I had no formal training or anything like that. And it's a lot of like responsibility to hit the upload button on a video, knowing that six to 10 million people could see it. And you're like, I can't fucking yeah, this upload like a bad awful. video. Then those people are never going to come yeah. back. Yeah. And I never yeah. really had a stinker video except for like one or two. I remember that I like, I deleted one of them just cause like the comments like really tilted me. But, uh, there was very rare like occurrences of people not liking the content, but still it was su- like, especially being introverted. It's like really sh- scary to like share that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I felt like we got, um, we got treated pretty well by the comments for a long time. Yeah. Um, I feel like later on in our career, um, I don't know, and you you can probably describe this better. We got we had a, we had some people, not really some people, people from time to time, and you'll hear it in our COD lobbies now. They're like, I used to love watching you guys. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's real weird dynamic because we have never stopped making content. I don't think in the ten years that we've been together, like there's Speedy never took a year off. Um, we've switched games from time to time, and the algorithm has changed a shit ton. Um, tags do not work anymore. Um, the ten minute video rule came out. Thumbnails and clickbait was a whole session. Uh, CPMs right now are absolutely god awful. There's no reason to even put. Um, in my to view, at this point, to upload at this point, you're paying YouTube, which yeah. is a joke. But you're basically paying YouTube to, for the internet bill to upload that video. I'm not even joking. Like it, it's insane. It's not. It's it's horrible. It's bad. I made and I tell this to my streams, and I'll tell it to you guys and whoever wants to listen. I've made more in the last two months off of Twitch than I have made in in a, in a single month off of YouTube and Twitch combined um, before because Twitch is that much better for us right now as content creators because of the different things they have in place there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's mainly subscriptions and Twitch Prime. I think Twitch Prime and gifted subscriptions are through the roof uh, for content creators. So I, I just appreciate the crap out of Twitch for doing that. Um, and, a lot of, and a lot of people wonder why we don't upload certain games at certain times anymore. So I know a lot of you will say, hey, where's my night? Where is the rap 
videos. Where's this video, this video, that video? And a lot of times is because we stream twice a day, um, and it takes up a lot of our time. And, and then, you can't stream those specific games. Yeah, exactly. And so we don't. Re- there's really no time to record and upload. And if we did upload, why should we at the time? Um, because YouTube is going to send it out to uh, maybe ten percent of you, and then on top of that, it's just it's just a, it's just a pool of like bullcrap. So I don't really know. Like a lot of people get mad at us, but at the time, we really don't have a lot of control over that. Um, but I enjoy streaming. Like you were saying, Speedy, I feel like it's more of a connection to the people. I feel like I've got to lo- know a lot of people and people have got to know me really well. And a lot of people see that there's two sides of us. Um, you, you hear Speedy on a video and he's making these hilarious jokes, but you get to sit down and listen to Speedy on his stream and he gets to be, you know, a down to earth, nice person. You get to actually have a conversation with him. You get to tell him your funny jokes and he gets to comment on them. Like that's a whole different, yeah, like as a fan. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really yeah. personal. Um, it, and so I think that works in our favor too. More people like us because they get to know us too a little bit. Yeah, exactly. If you really think about it, what what I really like about streaming is even though like I'm the one in the chair, I'm the one playing the game. Like I feel like chat adds so much to the experience. There's a lot of like a lot of times when I watch streams, I'm kind of just reading the chat because I think some of the stuff that these chatters say in response to the streamer is funny. And then you also have the like the text to speech guy. And if people want to, they can be pretty fucking funny with $3, you know what I mean? Like oh, they yeah. can get the whole chat laughing, which makes the streamer laugh, which is hilarious. And some of the jokes I, I like tell today are, I've like pruned from TTS, where like one of my chatters will like donate to me and I take that joke and I either spin it farther or I use it and like kind of high on potnoose them. And uh, it's hilarious. Like, um, I, I really feel like when you're streaming, it's not just you performing. Like, your chat is also, like, a part of the experience as well. And, like, the, the donators also, like, add to the stream so much, in my opinion. And it's just, like, a fun group environment. Um, and I really enjoy it. And it's really fun. Like, I, I, I know a lot of people think when they type in a Twitch chat, that the, like, it's, well, especially at our size, I would say. Like, maybe, like, if you're watching, like, the top streamers with, like, 20,000 viewers, like, there's no sense of community there for some reason just because, like, there's so many names. But, like, I, I, I recognize, like, 95% of the names in my chat whenever they speak. You right. know what I mean? Like, they're names that you see over and over again, and, and you basically, I wouldn't say friendships, but, like, you know those names. And, like, you do form a few friendships with some of them. And it's a really right. fun experience. Yeah, you come to know things about people. Like, I could tell you uh, people's oh, names yeah, now, uh, real names, because yeah. they'll, they'll talk to you. I can, you know, repeat people that come and sub you you start to learn like where they're from a little bit you yeah. like what they like you know you yeah, i married, can remember people kids, off like all kinds of stuff i mean <laughs> social like security you, numbers yeah, it's crazy social security number. <laughs> wife or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but even like the color of their name i remember like dude oh you exactly be yellow it's weird because one day yeah. their name will switch colors and you're like what the yeah did you change dude, your name the, color and they're like yeah do I you, did. <laughs> you don't have to say names guys is there people that like aren't like mod or aren't vip or like sometimes aren't even subbed but like you see them in your chat and you get happy because you see them is, no, is that a like, weird thing no it's no, great i like i get happy subs. to see here's my favorite thing sweetie <laughs> is if you've had someone that's been in your stream for a long time especially like our Fortnite days or whatever right yeah. where we started streaming a little bit more and then they they left and they came back and they're mm-hmm. like you're like what's up and i'm like oh my god i know you don't believe me but I, I fucking miss you. And it sounds weird because you're not sit there at night and going, oh, man, I miss XX Sniper XX. But oh, yeah, of course you not. miss that they were there 
and now that they're back, you're happy that they're back and they didn't forget about you kind of thing. And that's that's kind of like self-validation with us as, as streamers too, is you, you want to be loved. You want people to want to sub to you. You want people to use your emotes. You want people yeah. to praise your good deeds. You want people to laugh at you when you do stupid shit. You want them to interact and talk to you. Because, I mean, as much as you were saying with YouTube, it, it becomes like a – uh, it's a big depression pot. Uh, I feel like Twitch is almost the opposite. It, it almost gasses you up a little bit. Like when you see, like we we just streamed today. We streamed some Call of Duty, um, and when we streamed today, I was like, "Fucking see D twenty get a clutch." My whole chat's going crazy for D twenty. Oh yeah, they're chanting his name and everything. And yeah. It's just on YouTube, like if we were recording that same clutch, you like, might get two you, comments. You get a, you, 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 you would post that clutch on YouTube, and there'd be like one comment. It's like, wow, great clutch for D20. Yeah, because you'd have to put 15 <laughs> other you know, clips with it to yeah. put it together to make a decent video. Like, you can't right. just have that one. Uh, I, dude, I hate when I have a clip so good, I just want to upload it as a single video, like 20 seconds. Yeah. But you know the comments are just going to be like, dude, really? You thought this was good enough to post just by itself? And yeah, fuck you, kid. It was. <laughs> no, it fucking was. But uh, yeah, dude, it's just a different experience. I don't... I don't know if I ever want to be back to a full-time YouTuber. It is nice to upload and forget because uh, a lot of times you don't have you get stressed about streaming. Like uh, yeah. I got to keep my numbers up, and, and as much as uh, people say they don't look at numbers, it, it is tough not yeah, to look Twitch at numbers. Yeah, is stressful in that regard, absolutely. Because it's like oh, like you you're like hey, I want to kind of like you know go on a weekend trip with my like girlfriend or go do something like this with my friends or like maybe go visit your family and you're like well if I miss these four streams my sub count's going to drop and then you then you text your friends and you're like hey can't do that this weekend and then right. it's like yeah you probably could have dude you know what I mean you, you could have it's but you don't and that's what's really sad about it in my opinion but you know it's, yeah and with YouTube, that was the good thing that you could do that and not worry about it. Like, I would yeah, be on vacation. Yeah, yeah, you could schedule it, which was amazing at the time. Uh, and I would go back and just look at my comments, approve some, and I'd be good to go because I would make the thumbnails. I would do everything. I would set it up, and it would be perfect. Um, and with uh, with Twitch, it's it's also kind of weird because on YouTube, you're where no one is giving you anything. People are watching your content for free. They might watch an ad. But they're the the person is not paying you themselves, and with the Twitch, people are giving you stuff. And I want to tell people so much, like thank you. I really do appreciate it. I don't think you understand. I understand the whole dynamic of you just earned money from your job, and you're giving me money that you earned because yeah. I'm creating content. I'm playing video games, and I know it sounds weird, but I do appreciate it. But you don't know how to say it in another way that doesn't sound condescending or it doesn't sound like you don't care. And it's tough to come across very, um, I don't know, natural or just thankful that people do that. And so it's a weird dynamic, too, that more people are giving you money than the actual company's giving you money. And it's kind of yeah. weird like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. Because, like, you see all the top YouTubers now, like, almost any of the YouTubers that post, like, 12 videos a year, one a month, every single one of those has a sponsor in it now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? No, they Just because, like, they used to not to because you could get by off the ad revenue if you got enough views, but, like, you don't anymore. It's crazy. Um, they all have that, that sponsor one minute into the video or at the end as well. It's nuts. Yeah, some of the companies do a good job of integrating that kind of stuff. Oh, but some I of the feel, companies are so good and some are so bad at it. Yeah, and I was talking about this um, on stream so the other day. Bad. 
um, that, um, you know, and I, I said on stream because I'm going to say it here too, and y'all can chime in if you want to. But uh, so for us as content creators, there is usually a middleman. It's a third party person. Okay. It's a company that takes in um, our different types of uh, ad, ad revenue or ads that we put on there for sponsorships. And so instead of, McDonald's coming to us and go, hey, we'll pay you 10000 to make a video, and all you got to do is put a minute pre-roll. We'll get some Billy that used to make YouTube videos in 2012 and only made a, you know, only got to 1,000 views, but he knows everything about gaming. So he got, he got hired at this company, and he's talking to you. And he's like, man, I'm a big fan of you. I love you guys so much. I'm going to give you the best deal ever. Here's $2,000, okay? I'm just making that up, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm making numbers up. And he's like, hey, I'm going to give you $2,000 to make this. And you're like, "That's I know what I'm worth. I've been in this thing for 10 years. That's not enough. I don't, I don't really want to argue about price. It's just it's a no for me and kind of thing. And then he goes to Jimmy. It's a brand-new YouTuber. And doesn't know his worth, and he's been yep. popping off lately. And he goes, "Jimmy, guess what, buddy? Got you a deal. McDonald's wants to sponsor you, bro." He's like, "Oh my god, McDonald's wants to sponsor me." Here's five hundred dollars. Here's five hundred dollars. And at the same Fucking time, they're Jimmy taking, takes it. He does nine thousand five hundred dollars is going to the third party company. Yeah, and the middleman company takes all the money. Yep, and they're getting five hundred dollars to the content creator. Jimmy don't know his worth. Jimmy does not know his worth, and so I have, and I t- said this to my stream. I think Speedy has done the best at this, and he has kind of coached us up on this and understanding your worth. And he he talks a lot about that, and we have conversations on um, from time to time about it. And if you notice, we don't take a lot of sponsored deals, is because of of Speedy, and he understands because of the understanding of knowing your worth. And I can't say that's enough. If you want to be a content creator, if you want to be on Twitch, you're going to be on YouTube, know your worth and don't take every single deal. These third-party companies are absolutely killing our whole scene. Um, I, the biggest thing that I do love, though, that's happening right now, that I see Twitch streamers being signed uh, by the companies like Twitch and Mitch and Mixer and, and all yeah. those because it's and that helps out a lot. Now, there's not a lot that are getting it. It's probably the 1% that are getting those deals, but at least those deals are now happening. I think Ninja has a lot to do with that when he went over to Mixer and it kind of opened yeah. the floodgates for it, and then Shroud going over and all that stuff. But um, the third-party people are killing us, and it's, it's just it's nuts. And if you see people doing sponsorships, uh, don't always assume that they're getting paid a boatload. And um, if they say some cringy shit, just fucking go with it and just deal with the video. Like, you can fast-forward if yeah, you need to some, or whatever. Some companies literally let you say whatever you want, and then some, like, they'll just give you these, say like... Clam slam. <laughs> yeah, there'll be some that, like, just give these talking points that you have to say verbatim. And it's like, dude, if you would just let me deliver this in my own voice, it would resonate so much better. I just don't understand it. Yeah. They're just out of touch, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, but they, they got a thousand, you know, views on a video one time in 2012. So they kind of know what's going on in the scene, you know, but so whatever, it's kind of weird. I don't understand why there's not more companies that go to content creators directly. I don't know what there's a big, uh, fuss about. Yeah. I, I don't I, understand why there has to be some third, like hire your own team or whatever. You would save so much money. So much money. And it would be, I guess they're, just, yeah, like you said, there's how to touch with it and don't really understand yeah. the, the space, which is kind of weird. Um, 
But uh, where do you see things going, Speedy? I mean, we've went through different stages. We were in the trolling stage, and then there was, you know, the whole... That's the problem. You, you don't know where like, it's going. Because if you would have told me I'd be doing what I did today three years ago, I would have laughed at you. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't think I'd be streaming this much. and I, I, I used to hate streaming. I used to literally dread going live every single day. Like, I used to absolutely hate it. That's why I would probably stream, like, once or twice a month. And now every single day, all I want to do is stream because I enjoy it so much. Um, so I don't know what I'll enjoy in three, five, six years. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I feel like we'll, so we'll still be going. on Twitch uh, here. I, if I had to go like a fast forward, I'll say two years as far as I want to go fast forward. I'll say we'll still be on Twitch more than we will be on so. YouTube. Um, but we'll see. Like I, I'm, I can see other companies trying to get into this space, but I, I feel like Twitch is going to come out ahead. I think they're going to beat the mixers. I think they're going to beat the YouTubes. I think YouTube has the money to do it. But will they yeah. do it? I don't know. I don't know if they have the direction. Well, or, I mean, they're bringing in so much money because, like they said, like we've said, they're you know not we're not getting much of it. So I mean, they're bringing in so much money that they don't need to, you know, pay Ninja X million amount of dollars. Yeah. to I mean, look at just their platform kind of thing. Look at Twitch in terms of like a uh, like a household name type thing now, right? So, like, in the past, no one knew what Twitch was. And now there's Twitch commercials on TV with that booger kid or whatever, the Fortnite kid. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he has his own own commercial now or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, And there's, like, Twitch commercials out there. And, like, in the past, like, if I would go on a first date with a girl, like, she would ask me what I did for a living, I would try to explain, like, Twitch to her, and she'd be like, oh, what the fuck's that? And now, like, if I go on a first date and bring it up, they're like, Oh yeah, my brother loves Twitch. I, I kind of like it too. I watch some Sims streams sometimes. Um, and, like these are girls that like don't you don't even think they would like ever watch gaming stuff, right? Like well, it's just everyone knows well, what it is. Like, like some, just yeah. chatting stuff. Like there's, I mean, there's yeah, exactly. On there. So I, I don't. It, you never know. Someone might completely topple YouTube and Twitch ten years from now. You, that's the problem. Like the internet time. Like because of technology, everything moves three hundred times faster than it did in nineteen ninety. So like anything could become obsolete here as some better product moves in but can they get a, view, a user base that's the thing um i think speed you were telling me also that you can now sleep on stream was, was yeah you are thing? now allowed to stream on yourself sleeping on twitch um so that's interesting that's kind of crazy um never thought i'd hear that also well i guess justin tv slash twitch started with them following around justin the whole time, and, and he used to uh, sleep, oh, really? and they used to watch him 24-7. Yeah, that's kind of how it started. Okay. Um, but uh, another thing I was going to bring up was um, I see a lot of kids getting involved in uh, getting this whole setup with a being a, a Twitch streamer. Uh, I remember when we first got set up with everything, I ended up getting a Dazzle from Best Buy. It cost me 50 mm-hmm. bucks. Uh, I had to I had the console already and then TV and I used to record Dazzle uh, and then you had to like press play, it would record and you'd end it and that's how much space. I only had enough space on my um, hard drive to cover just one game and so I had to go edit <laughs> or keep or delete. And um, then sad. we upgraded to the HD PVR, which cost I never had the two. Dazzle. I went straight to the PVR. I okay. love that thing. Uh, I remember back in the day, you didn't even have one. You had other people record for you. Yeah, I had you. other people record for me. That's crazy as hell. Just to, um, just to clarify, the, the PVR was that like box with the uh, the light around the entire outside of it, right? But then it, yes, didn't the it also have those big black wires that would have to go and everything? Yes. Is that that one? The, yes, yeah, dude, the, that was so annoying to uh, move from... 
Yeah, I would have yeah, to move that from college to home. Oh, five, yeah, five. This was. Yeah, I used to have to move that from college to home every single weekend. <laughs> um, it was such a chore, dude. But that so cost us what? Around 200, 250 bucks? I think the PVR was 200, yep. Yeah. Yep. And then now you see kids, they're like, I, I want to be a streamer. I'm like, dude, do you know how much it costs? Like, this took me years to invest in. Um, a monitor itself, 200 bucks. You want to get a good PC that can run the best games, like your Call of Duty sucks on PC because it will kill your PC. I'm talking Tarkov, your Daisies, or whatever. You want to play something that's intensive? You got to have like a $1,500 PC. And I know all the people out there are going to go, no, okay, I'll get a PC to run for 800 But no, you can't because it's not yeah. going to do anything. Um, but if you're really good with computers, you can get around 1000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say that number. Let's say that it's a thousand for fun. And then you buy your mic, you gotta buy the programs, then you gotta teach yourself how to edit, then you gotta you got a, a camera, you have a, or a webcam, you have different consoles, man, and all these games are not getting cheaper. How much do you think these kids are spending on Fortnite and fucking COD now? It is through it's the ridiculous. roof. The saddest it's, part is a lot of it. A lot of these kids get this stuff to stream. They do one stream, they get zero viewers and quit. And then the stuff just collects dust. And these yeah. these peripheral companies make bank off of it. They really do. And everybody's got a gaming chair that's starting off that mm-hmm. has one viewer. Everyone has a gaming chair, so it's just it's one thing after another. Camera. And I felt some kind of it has some saying. It's like it just it just keeps it's adding crazy. up and adding up because they want to be like what the top you know what the top streamers are doing. Like I want to. Have a, my room needs to look exactly like summits or you know something like that. So they can I buy think all once the stuff we for the background and everything else. Yeah, like the lights and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think it took me two years once we started actually making money to get uh, enough to break even um, with all of it. Because I remember my first paycheck from uh, YouTube was twenty six dollars, <laughs> um, and I was pumped that I made money playing video games. And I, I still remember have my first check from Machinima. Do you really? It was like twenty eight dollars. That's awesome. Uh, I remember telling uh, Side, he's like, what are you going to do with the money? And I go, you know what I'm going to do with the money? I'm just going to buy Xbox Live uh, subscriptions with it and give them to you guys. <laughs> I was like, that's what I'm going to do with my money. I'm going to give you guys Xbox Live. That's all I wanted to do with my money at the time. Yeah. Um, can you talk about how you got partnered with YouTube? Uh, do you remember that process, Speedy? Yeah, yeah, because uh, was I partnered before you, D4? I think yes, it was, you right? actually got partnered like three weeks before me. Yeah, because the way it worked, I think you needed 10,000 subscribers. Um, so I, I, I – didn't I – did I get partnered because of my affiliation with Machinima and the 10,000? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I went with Machinima, um, which was like a big thing back in the day, and you would upload videos to their channel or whatever. Um, and they eventually um, were able to get me partnered with YouTube, and it was really cool because like you could you could tell back in the day who was partnered because they had a big banner at the top of their channel, right? So I remember like I hit 10k and like I applied and they gave me my banner and then I was able to start getting paid for stuff, um, and I wasn't making shit. I was getting like maybe like forty dollars a month, but <laughs> it, uh, it felt really cool, uh, and I was really happy with that. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you were the first person that I think I not the first person I knew that got partnered, but the first person that I had like close contact that got partnered because you were part of uh, Machinima Respawn. Yeah. Um, and back in the day, they went YouTube said we're not going to deal with partnership with gaming. We're going to give it to Machinima. Machinima had the golden ticket. If you got partnered with Machinima, you were the only people that were partnering for gaming. And we were kind of worried. 
worried about the whole gaming thing on YouTube because no one really knew if you could upload games because at the time yeah. there were gaming companies that were taking down footage of games because they didn't want them on YouTube. Yeah, they didn't and, understand free advertisement. Yeah, they didn't understand it, and so everybody was scared because if you got partnered with Machinima, Machinima said they were going to come to go to bat for you. They would take care of all of those claims, and if you got a strike – they would take care of the the strike. You could go through them. You actually had someone representing you. They they basically uh, talked about how you basically have a manager now, not that you had to do everything by yourself anymore. Because no one, I still don't know how to get a hold of YouTube. Like I, if I tried to get a hold of someone at YouTube, that would be ludicrous. It was I didn't know anybody that knew how to get a hold of anybody at YouTube. But I could get a hold of people at Machinima after about three weeks. So yeah. That was good. So once we got partnered with Machinima, you felt like they had your back and all that stuff. But then there was this big debacle about our contracts. We didn't read our contracts back then. We just wanted the fucking banner. We didn't care that they were giving us pennies and whatever. There was a In little retrospect, thing. I got really lucky with that. <laughs> Did you? Well, yeah, um, they, they, Machinima got rid of mine, yeah. Um, there was a word in there called perpetuity. perpetuity. And basically oh, yeah. what illegal. meant – was uh forever and so you were with them forever um and so we all tried to get out of our contracts we all had been in different spots and that was always like a thing that we were always annoyed with that we had to switch companies or ask this company what they could do for us and it was just always really weird and then there were people that i think b-dubs at the time i during that time was actually with youtube as a partner he wasn't with anybody he was just with youtube so that was kind of cool too but there was uh, there was so many things that we've been through that i forget and if you ever have time speedy go back and watch some of the shit from last week's from joel's channel there's stuff that i didn't even remember we played did said happened of course you could legit do this exact same podcast and we could do another hour where we literally just talk about everything from the inception of our group again, but just completely different uh, ways to get to where we are now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so many things we could talk about, like just like side groups we played with and stuff like that too. And, like games we played or talking about Minecraft or anything. You know what I mean? There's so many things that we did and to condense it into this podcast is almost impossible. So like everything we say today, there's so many like holes in the story because like you just don't have time to explain it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, I just, it's cra- It's been a crazy ten years. I, I know that. Oh, I, absolutely. I know it's it's like three sixty five times ten. That's a lot of damn time to be playing with you guys uh, mm-hmm. on almost a daily basis. And now we play twice a day. We play in the middle of the day and we play at night a lot of times. And we're doing as much as we can as far as like content goes. Um, we have. We have. I know Speedy's been doing a lot of variety. He does a lot of variety before we play COD. Uh, he also. We also changed up a little bit. We started Pixelmon, um, but we've changed the day stream up uh, quite a bit from here and there. We'll play different stuff. We we still play DBD. Yeah. We still play um, a lot of stuff that that you you guys want to see. It's just we got to find a nice mix. The problem that we're running into now is life has hit all of us in the face. So COVID has not really helped anybody out any. But some nights we'll have four people, some nights we'll have three, sometimes we'll have five, sometimes we'll have six, and those all determine what we play for that night. So that's 
that's why our our stuff is always varied. So you'll see on Speedy's YouTube channel, hey, why did y'all play COD for seven weeks straight? Because we only had four people or we had six people. That's yeah. all we could play at the time. So that that's also a thing that happens all the time. Yeah, um, also, as well. some of the stuff that we use for like that we do for videos just doesn't translate into you know streaming stuff. So it's kind of hard to like really play those games because we're like we want something that's going to be entertaining for stream and so we don't you know we use all of our time like speedy was talking about all the hours that he'd put into you know play four hours and then edit for four and a half hours and then upload your video all that kind of stuff well now we've just kind of simplified it to like instead of having those four hours that i'm having to go edit everything i'm just using those four hours to stream more to you guys and give you guys more content so you're not just having to sit around and wait for you know ten minute video or a three minute video or whatever. Like you're getting four, six, seven, eight hours of of actual interaction with me versus just watching a ten minute video and then going on to somebody else's stuff kind of thing. So nope. I don't know. I think that I think that Twitch is a lot like we've talked about it being more personable and all that kind of stuff. I mean it's more like like I don't know, I feel like it's more like you going to a concert and like just watching somebody, you know, like some rock star or whatever, like going to their concert, that's YouTube. Like you're just going and watching you, you can kind of sing along or whatever, but you're not really like part of the show. Whereas like, and then like afterwards you get to go backstage. That's more like Twitch. Like you're getting, yeah, to exactly. with you're... Them, you're getting to talk with them. You get to, you know, get more personality out of them. It's not just a show kind of thing. So, yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. I never thought about it like that. That's pretty good. I like that a lot. Um, we are at the end of the podcast, Speedy. Um, and I know most of the people that are listening to this know who Speedy is and know where to find him. Um, but let us know what you have uh, coming up, if you have any merch coming out, if you have anything oh. special coming out that you want to talk about or uh, let them know your socials and what time you stream or what you've got coming up on streaming or anything like that. We got a, some people are already privy to what's coming out soon, but we do have some merch coming out. Um, it will be a very interesting back to school themed drop oh, that I'm oh. very excited for. Okay, okay. Um, and then, uh, I, I won't say too much. Um, and then, uh, obviously, I mean, I stream every day, um, pretty much the same time you guys do, but 11 a.m. Pacific time and 5 p.m. Pacific time are the start times of the two stream. Usually Call of Duty starting every single night at 7. If you guys want to join all of us, it would be amazing. On that seven Pacific time, ten Eastern, um, and we just have a blast. We play every single day. Yeah, we might need a six. It won't be you. Can't show favoritism, but yes. Um, but yeah, I just appreciate you having me on the podcast, guys. Anything to help out the DBP? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, we get it. But uh, thanks, Speedy. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely sign you up for next week on being back on the podcast. We love you, man, and uh, you the best, man. Go check out Speedy and his stream. It's the real KWR Speedy, the man, the myth, the legend. And uh, wherever you get your podcast, make sure to check us out, GFY Podcast. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.